on the record with Gavin Riley. Brought to you by PwC on News Talk. We want to talk about matters on the other side of the Atlantic. It is, of course, uh, the major US midterm elections to fill a third of the seats in Senate and all of the seats in the House of Representatives uh, coming up this week. Anthony Zercher is the BBC's North America correspondent. Uh, delighted to have just a couple of minutes with him uh, this lunchtime. Anthony, thank you very much for taking the call. I know the clocks have gone back, so it's quite early uh, where you are. Um, first of all, you might just give us the latest assessment of whether it is at all possible for the Democrats to hold the House as was forecasted as maybe being possible only a few weeks ago? Well, uh, anything is possible, but you have to remember that it would only take a few seats uh, for the Republicans to flip control of the House in their favor. And uh, across the country, it seems like there are a lot of seats that are tilting towards the Republicans, particularly in some states that are traditionally Democratic, like New York and Oregon. And if they change these handful of seats, they're going to take control. Right now, it looks like they're going to have more than enough to, to cross the finish line. So uh, I would say you know, there's a possibility Democrats could hold on, but it would uh, represent a pretty significant polling error if they do. Uh, which is quite significant then, because if you're talking about traditionally Democratic-leaning areas like New York or Oregon, what would be the significance, or is there much significance to those areas turning red? Well, I, I think it shows that uh, issues like crime and the economy are cutting through in those places, uh, and that voters are frustrated with the status quo, and they're looking for an alternative, uh, and they feel comfortable voting for the Republicans, uh, possibly because in a lot of those states, uh, abortion protections are pretty secure. Uh, they're not going to ban abortions, even if Republicans take control. And so abortion isn't the kind of salient issue motivating the Democratic base that it is, say, in a Pennsylvania, uh, where it's uh, it's right on the razor's edge. and, and and uh, if Republicans take control, abortion rights could go out the window in those states. It is fascinating then that the the wave that there seemed to be in, in emboldening the Democrats or Democratic voters in the wake of the Supreme Court ruling uh, overturning Roe versus Wade seems to have ebbed away. And that in a way it would have been more beneficial for the Democrats had that decision only come out two or three months later. Yeah, yeah, perhaps. Uh, and part of it is that there are just larger concerns right now for a lot of Americans. The economy is not going well. Inflation uh, is up. Uh, they're worried about their pocket pocketbook. And when the economy uh, is bad, people tend to vote on the economy. If the economy is good, then they start looking at other issues that are important to them. So this is one of those cases where uh, Americans are hurting and they can't look past what's directly in front of them. Now, they're the midterm elections because it is, of course, in the middle of the presidential term. There is no presidential election for two years yet. But it does very much seem like in his own way, Donald Trump is on the ballot this time around. Uh, absolutely. Uh, the Senate is also being tightly contested. It's coming down to a handful of seats. And in some of those key seats, uh, Donald Trump handpicked the Republican nominee, Mehmet Oz in, in Pennsylvania, J.D. Vance uh, in Ohio, Herschel Walker in Georgia. So his reputation, his political acumen is on the line here. And if those candidates win and deliver control of the Senate to Republicans, Donald Trump's going to take credit. And if they lose, he's going to shoulder a lot of the blame. So he's out there pushing all his chips in, essentially saying, you know, this is this is my credit if uh, if Republicans do well. And he could use that to springboard onto a presidential campaign announcement, which uh, rumor has it could happen in just a matter of weeks. And on the flip side, of course, as well, this could have major impacts for the Biden, Biden presidency, because if he were to lose control of both houses, then it looks pretty impossible that he'd be able to get pretty much anything done. Then he's a lame duck for the remainder of the, at least the next two years. 
Uh, he is. Uh, it would it would pretty much shut down uh, Joe Biden's legislative agenda. Not only that, but with Republicans controlling the House and maybe even the Senate, there's going to be a lot more congressional oversight. So his administration is going to have to worry about getting subpoenaed uh, and hearings being held on topics that the administration may not like, like their immigration policy or the withdrawal from Afghanistan or Joe Biden's son Hunter's business dealings or the origins of the coronavirus. All of these things Republicans want to focus on. And if they hold hearings on it, it will not paint the administration in a good light and leave them defensive. So they won't get anything passed uh, legislative, and they're going to have to spend a lot more time being reactive to what the Republicans do in Congress. Uh, Just by the by, if the Democrats lose the House, is that the end of the January 6th committee? Does that just basically cease to exist as soon as the new Congress takes office? That is it. The door will slam closed on that. Uh, So they need to get their report out before uh, the beginning of January. They're going to need to wrap up all of their interviews and all of their investigations before then. And the the, the committee has been acting like that was a significant uh, chance of happening. So they've been planning on having this wrapped up by the end of the year. But of course, then it means that there's a hard deadline by which if the likes of Donald Trump or others don't want to cooperate with that committee, they can just filibuster until the 2nd or 3rd of January. And that's that just run out the clock. Yeah, Donald Trump's been subpoenaed. He's supposed to show up and testify later this month. But if he drags it out in the courts, he could just wait till next year and it'll all go away. Interesting times. Uh, Anthony, I know you've got other things to get to. Really appreciate your time this lunchtime. Anthony Zercher is BBC's North America correspondent joining us this lunchtime on The Record. On The Record with Gavin Riley, Sunday morning at 11. Brought to you by PwC. Great minds think unalike. Different skill sets, diverse opinions, it all adds up to the new equation on News Talk.